0: Hello, I'm Chris Slowly with a special episode of Citywire Selector Meets. Few fund managers have left as big a mark on the industry as today's guest. Bill Gross shot to fame as the quick-talking moneymaker at the head of giant bond house PIMCO. The man Fortune magazine dubbed the Bond King once oversaw $292 billion in his flagship total return fund. However, times changed and in 2014, Gross was ousted from the company and a move that the veteran investor maintains was a coup by his colleagues. Gross quickly joined Janus Capital to oversee an unconstrained bond fund, but unable to capture his former magic, Gross bowed out from day-to-day active management two years ago. He retired to focus on investing his own money, as well as that of the Bill & Sue Gross Foundation, and remains an active commentator on market events. In this interview, we talk about his current views of the market, how he handled the GameStop surge, his views on Elon Musk, and what he wishes he had done differently in his career. This interview focuses strictly on his investment career, so do not expect any mention of the extracurricular topics you may have read about. Also, at this point, I have to warn you, there might be one or two expletives throughout. Well, thank you again. Thanks for for taking the time. I know it's been a a, a long while since uh, anyone at CityWire has spoken to you in any depth. So I do appreciate you making yourself available. How are you? How's things? Like I said, we haven't spoken to you in a long time.
1: Well, um, they're good. I'm out here in Palm Springs with my uh, partner and we play golf every day. I get up at 6 um, o'clock a.m. I come out to my Bloomberg um, and I, I work for about, I call it work. Um, I play around with the Bloomberg for about five hours and then I, I work out and then i we both play golf in the afternoon. I mean, it's like... Uh, it's the same thing every day but it, it, it's a little slice of heaven so we're, we're
0: fine it sounds <laughs> fantastic well one thing i was going to ask you about because i was thinking about this is how much are you still involved in the markets because i've seen a lot of your outlooks and you're still very much in tune with what people are doing you've got quite uh, strong views on what has happened with gamestop recently and some other <laughs> views on the bond market how much are you actually trading your own money at the moment
1: Well, actually too much, Uh, you know, I've I've always been, um, um, I've always been aware of uh, commissions and and, and so on. And uh, not that they're not about as low as they can go, but I I don't like to trade that much, but as the day winds on, um, you know, I'm mainly in stocks. I I got back into, I got back into the 10 year treasury contract on the short side, Three days ago, first time I've been in treasuries for a long, long time. Um, so that's interesting. But uh, yeah, it's mainly stock. So I, you know, I have a foundation that's uh, pretty big, and then I have a personal account that's pretty good, and I manage money for uh, my daughter and my uh, partner. And so it's it's like um, it's just like managing money for Pimco, only uh, much smaller and not not subject to meetings and regulations and all that so it, it's a it's the same game and you know for some odd reason i, I enjoy it and, and um makes me uh, happier keeps me occupied makes me happy as long as i make money when i when i don't is that a tougher easier.
0: day when that happens that harder
1: yeah that's the bane of a portfolio manager you always um i compare portfolio managers to comedians so who are really fucked up people um portfolio managers are close (laughs) because no no matter whether you whenever you buy something or sell something you can always unless you get the top tick or the bottom tick you could always do something better and uh you know for people like me it's it's um you know if i'd only waited five minutes and so on and uh, so it's not uh, trading not necessarily a happy experience while it's going on but at the end of the day and if you made some money and, uh, you know, the money I make these days goes to other people, um, to foundations and, you know, when I kick off, it'll all go to uh, a much larger foundation and I'm, I'm part of the Gates uh, 50-50 club and all that. So um, I'm really working for other people, but um, it still makes me feel good that the money I'm making will will help somebody someday.
0: Well, it sounds very worthwhile. And it sounds like I have, to have been following what you would do with the foundation and there's been a lot of money. I know you put some money out into the community at the start of the COVID pandemic as well. So it seems like that is taking up a lot of your time and a lot of the resource. And is it something that you're very passionate about?
1: Well, yeah, I don't I don't think like uh, uh, Bill and Melinda Gates. I mean, I mean, they, to me, they've done it very well. Uh, you know, they made a lot of money, obviously. Um, uh, they've Dedicated it, but they've also dedicated their own time and their own lives, and they go around the the world and the country. And um, I mean, that's really the way to do it. But um, uh, from my standpoint, from my personality, I I'm not uh, I'm not like that, and I I like to play golf. So I I'm sort of a half a half Bill Gates anymore. in, in more ways, ways
0: than one. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to, if I can take a step back, Bill, because you mentioned that you've gone into US short-term treasuries for the first time in a long time. Do you know how long that is since you've done that, and what brought you back in this time?
1: Well, just a sense of uh, you know where they are. I, I know the the ten years gone up by thirty or forty, um, it, but it's been during the period of um, you know the pandemic and. the... Uh, the expectation that inflation wouldn't uh wouldn't really rise very much and if it did if it went to two percent that powell would uh would put up with it for uh, you know a decent period of time etc cetera, etc cetera. um you, you know the bonds these days are very difficult animals to to dissect uh, 15 trillion is below zero and Whenever I try and explain that over a margarita, other people they they simply can't believe. Um, Common sensically, they they don't know the ins and outs of the financial markets and the central banks, but they they wonder why anybody would lend money uh, to somebody to lose money, um, and that's really not what's going on in, in terms of uh, the financial system for the most part. But it, but it is true that if you buy a ten-year t- treasury. Um, In Germany, that uh, and hold it for ten years, that you all lose money. So um, it it just that you know the in the recent months, commodities have have made a huge push. Any almost any commodity you want to name, even oil has caught a bid, and and the the CRB index is up thirty five percent or so in the last six months. Uh, That's not the the end all be all for Potential inflation, but but it is true that you know on a twelve month average type of thing that uh, a lot of low commodity prices are dropping out, and a lot of higher uh, commodity prices are dropping in. Um, you know we've we've got these packages from uh, the U.S. Congress in terms of stimulation that no one really knows whether it's too much or not enough, and um, you know the despite the $15 minimum wage that probably will fail a lot of states are doing it. Um, so, you know, it just seems to me that there's just going to be a a push towards 2% in the next uh, quarter or so and and what does that do. Uh, you know, I, I was talking to somebody again over a uh, margarita. Um, don't do that very often but uh, <laughs> and, and he said, you know, well, what's What's twenty or thirty basis? points? you know, where do you think it's going to go? Uh, what's twenty or thirty basis points, and uh, and all that's true uh, because I, I think, uh, Powell is trying to maintain a, a yield curve and to uh, to keep the ten year reasonably low uh, because it. It's a factor that that's built into uh, equity prices and mortgages and all of that. So I, you know I, I, don't, I don't see an explosion but um, I don't know it just seemed to me that 116, 117 uh, now 118 I guess uh, it, 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 it just it feels feels like it's gonna go higher and so Did you see the
0: uh, flight path flight path to 2 from there.
1: Well, not not to two, but you know, I'd be satisfied with one thirty uh, b- because you know I I, I sell futures and uh, like I said, it's a small victory. What what would I make for uh, the, the foundation? I, you know, half a million dollars or a million bucks. But I, you know, that's what that's what I thrive on these days. I sell, so, but but you know, and I I, I watch the. You know the, the ten year bond and and it um, it's it's retreating a little bit and uh, so it, it and and you know in Europe uh, at least in January or February uh, the the inflation sort of crept back in there uh, maybe because of the the twelve month switch in terms of the year to year but and I'm not suggesting that. Uh, in the EU that uh, inflation's uh, going much of anywhere, but I, I just have a, I got a sense there's 10 or 20 basis points in it, and that that's, that's fine for me.
0: So, moving away slightly from US Treasuries, can we talk about GameStop? Can we talk about what you witnessed there? Because you, one of the, mm-hmm. the notes that Seth sent me, it seemed to be that you were, you were not surprised by the way it had gone. I remember you said that you had supported the good guys on this occasion, but you were also quite critical of Elon Musk and other people who perhaps should have known better or more sophisticated investors, if I've interpreted that right.
1: Right. Um, well, to be fair, you know, um, all of our opinions is based upon what we read and hear, even whether it's social media or in the New York Times or you know, whatever. And, and um, you know, before I made my comments on the social aspect, I, I read that and it seemed like, uh, it seemed logical and it still seems logical that, uh, you know, Reddit and um, Robin Hood and, uh, you know, that uh, this joint movement um, is different than, than what we had. Um, I'm not so sure that, um, not so sure that all these young people or older people, uh, if if they're in there too, are are really doing it to socket uh, the hedge funds. Uh, um, you know, that's what you see on the, the trails. And uh, you know, socket to the man. And so um, I I I think when you really get down to it, somebody's doing it to make money, and um, it, it's not the same as storming the Capitol. But I, I think. I think there is an aspect to it, and I think that, um, that there has been a, a change because the ability of social media to um, condense and to, to uh, egg on their um, you know their fellow uh, investors at least for a few days, as we saw with GameStop. Um, but I. Um, I do think their their strategy, if that indeed was their strategy, to uh, to attack um, and squeeze shorts. Uh, certainly, with GameStop, that uh, you know, it was, it was a good one. Um, and it, uh, you know, as I was in the, the thrall of the, you know, uh, the week, I, I guess, um, it, it brought back. You know, all of the things that, that sort of forgotten, the, the fact that, uh, you know, when you short something, you actually got to deliver something. Uh, and most people think, it, you know, it's like going to a bookie and making a bet, but um, you know, you got to find those shares. And, uh, you know, I, I called my uh, broker and, uh, you know, checked on what the interest rate is on the borrowing the shares. And it was five, 10, 15, 20, 20 by 30. And, uh, they could only uh, promise a thousand shares, uh, and I, it, you know, I simply get a sense that, uh, uh, d- you know, the the Robin Hood traders and Reddick, uh, they they picked on the right uh, on the right stock, despite the fact that the company was. Uh, and we've got we got three GameStop Shores out out here yeah. in uh, in Palm Springs, and I, it, you know, it's. Uh, I have a sense fundamentally that you know it's a it's a dying business, but um, they they picked on the right thing if they wanted to pick on something. And before that, to tell you the truth, I you know I, I'm well aware of the specs, and uh, but I wasn't aware of of Reddit and uh, and this potential movement. Anyway, uh, I can tell you what my my experience was, and so. You know, I'm naturally i I'm a I'm a bond guy. I'm a bear by heart. I'm a you know my my is Typically half empty when it comes to investing, and I'm I'm in a position to, to be conservative as to be, as opposed to being aggressive. um, At at 76 years old, Um, and so I you know I saw the headlines here, um, and I. saw the situation uh but I, I was really not expecting uh you know a stock to go from 10 20 30 40 100 200 300 400 um, yeah within the space of a few days and so uh to be fair um and i was um uh, i was using options uh and i i joined that crowd to some extent i i I buy, I hold mostly shares, but uh, I, my little Bloomberg here is a pretty good advantage in terms of optionality and volatility and historical uh, types of numbers or even tracking through what the, the current volatility is on GameStop or at this very moment. And so I knew I had an advantage over uh, Reddit and the boys, um, but I, um, you know, I got in too early. Uh, I got short too early. I got I got short around 150 or 100, and uh, yeah, and, and some uh, decent size. I guess you know, it wasn't uh, one of the biggies in the hedge fund, but I, I was losing millions of dollars, and that's uh, that's not a good feeling when you go to bed. Uh, matter of fact, you wake up. Three or four times in the middle of the night, and you check out GameStop on, on the black market. And you, you, you know, um, and I always remembered a, a phrase by uh, Bernard Baruch back in the late '20s. He was a famous U.S. investor. And I, he supposedly shorted before the, um, the crash, but <clears throat> in, in one of his books, he always said, "Sell to the sleeping point." And uh, I was going, "Well." I'm certainly not at the sleeping point. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting up you know, getting <laughs> up three or four
0: times to check where you are.
1: Yeah. So I said, so if baruch was right, maybe I should get out. Um and I go and I go and then but then I go, no, this stock's really worth five bucks. And um what I thought and, and what I think the the Robin Hood and the Reddit people don't understand is is that the, you know, this the social media um, it's hard to not only coordinate but to to move together it, it uh, it's not like the storming the capital uh, uh you know for a few hours where everybody got into a frenzy and everybody did the same thing you know the social media they can uh, they can um text each other and say stick with it and don't sell and so on so on and so on but the, you know, human nature is that you know somebody's going to cheat, and um, somebody's going to get out, and some yeah, I guess the first I,
0: person to blink.
1: Yeah, I, and I suppose some people did, uh, and, and good for them. So I said, um, <clears throat> no, I you know I'm not regulated here like uh, some of the hedge funds, and my broker's not calling me for margin, and uh, so on and so on and so on. I, so at you know four hundred, um, I. I said, "Hell no, hell no!" Uh, and so I, I, doubled up to, to catch up, uh, which was a, for me a, a very ballsy move because I, um, I found over the years that I'm just like everybody else. I, I get afraid at the wrong time, and I get, get uh, bullish at the peak a lot of, a lot of times than just a person with the same emotions. But uh, I. I you know, I decided, that that it
0: just sticks with you, Bill, even through your career. Do you still get those fear moments? Do you still get or does you do you find a way to sort of suppress those emotions over time?
1: Well, I'm, I'm finding that here and I, I found it in this case. I'm not bragging about it, but I, I do think, you know, this bit about the individual investor and, um, you know, being so, so much uh, stupider or, or uh, less intelligent than the institutional investor. Yes, they do have less information, but, uh, but uh, you know, aside from the algos, I guess, which decide things for people these days, uh, you know, my experience at Pimco was that, it, that people were just people, <laughs> and uh, when things went up, uh, they got excited, and when things went down, they got scared, and it was the same with me. And uh, yeah, I tried to understand that intellectually, but emotionally, uh, you know, I, I'm just a person. And so, uh, and this time I was equally, you know, I don't enjoy losing millions of dollars. And I, I, you know, the the angel on the left of me was saying to, you know, get out. And the devil on the right of me was saying, you know, double up. And so um, I sort of went with that and, uh, and you know what happened, I went uh, down, 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 down. Um, yeah. And that, now in the process, you mentioned Musk and I, I I, I find it interesting that, uh, well, he's the guy, and I, I admire him uh, immensely. In term, I think he's the modern Thomas Edison, so I'm not knocking Musk. But <laughs> uh, when I saw his aftermarket uh, Game Stonk, um and by the way, I didn't even know what the, what the hell that meant. I, yeah, I, it's
0: one of these meme viral things, isn't it, that just sort of takes on a life of its own.
1: Yeah, and I, did, I didn't know stonk meant stocks uh, in the in the Reddit world, but but it does. So I go, why would the market double overnight when uh, Musk does Game stonk? What does it mean? Uh, so I you know half of this, I'm I'm a, oblivious. It's almost like an idiot, but um, uh, but I didn't think that was right. I I know musk musk is a little devil um and he enjoys uh <clears throat> um you know playing his games and that yeah. I, I i think that's i i think that's fine he, he deserves to to not to play with the market and not to do anything illegally but he's just a frisky guy and uh so i didn't resent that uh, but i but it you know I doubled doubled the stock and that's when i lost the most sleep was after must did that night I know in my quick investment outlook that I, I wrote at three in the morning um, you know I I, I said he should know better and he, and he probably should have because it's close to yelling fire in the theater but uh, but like I say the you know the whole movement is is the same way uh, they can say anything they want and uh, The louder the voice, and the more important the voice, uh, the the more impact it has. So you just you got to be aware that those things are going to happen. So I I think that's my experience. And so, oh, uh, so with my Bloomberg, it was it was what made me so confident at four hundred was that volatility uh, one and two week and. Yeah, one month volatility, but I I, I did it shorter. Um, you know, it, it was at seven hundred percent, and um, so I, I, and I've never seen that, and I don't think anybody's ever seen that. Uh, you, if you've got an example of something that had a consistent daily volatility of seven hundred percent, I'd like to know it. But but anyway, so yeah, so, so the Bloomberg machine would you know pop it out. Uh, in terms of the price of the option, and um, I even went back to my old formula as to how to calculate, uh, you know, the, the daily movement that's expected with a seven hundred percent volatility. I, you know, I, I I looked it up on on uh, my iPad because uh, I'd sort of forgotten. But anyway, a seven hundred percent volatility with the price at four hundred. <laughs> um, It was, uh, let me just, uh, it was 2800. So at at that level of volatility expectation was 175 points a day uh, on one standard deviation, either way, 175 points. And so you you could do a put and a call, sell one, and get three hundred and fifty points. Oh,
0: as a trader, had you ever seen anything like that before? I know you said you are predominantly bonds.
1: Never. Uh, and you could hardly lose. uh You know, um, with with volatility at that level, and I know we'd just seen that type of volatility at lower prices. But you um, got me. Yeah, I've
0: yeah, got no, uh, you now. Sorry, I was about to say.
1: But. Yeah, because the stock had gone from 100 to 200 to 300, and so, yeah, I could see why the day traders at, at, uh, at Robinhood would say, well, it's uh, and, and it did, all the all the text trails would say, just hold on, it's going to a 1,000. Um, but but they didn't know, and that's the sad thing about this whole thing. They didn't know uh, that from the standpoint of how this stock was priced in terms of volatility that that had to go up uh, uh, you know 150 points a day uh, basically or or else uh, the market would start to cave in on itself uh, from a volatility standpoint because uh, because people dealing in options and selling volatility which they knew nothing about they were always on the buy side uh, you know, would just eat them alive with the daily carry. So, you know, it was one of the slam dunk moments where yes, you could lose money. Yes, it could go to a thousand, but the the volatility was priced so high that uh, it was really hard to lose. It was like buying the long bond back in uh, in nineteen <coughs> in nineteen eighty three or eighty four at fourteen uh, percent, and you go whoa. whoa. Um, but the duration was only six years, and and that at Pimco, I, you know, spread the word pretty quickly. Hey, you know, the duration of the long bond is at uh, six years, and the duration of the long corporate at twenty percent is like four or five years. And what does that mean? Uh, you know, it means that yeah. it's got to go up by four or five hundred basis points to lose money. It it became you know risk reward. It became one of those. Um, you know you're the casino, uh, so uh, so that's when I doubled up. I I sold more calls and uh, I basically got out. Um,
0: did you get out with profit, or did you had you lost up to that point?
1: Oh no, I I made a lot of money. Uh, okay. m- maybe maybe ten, uh, but but I was down ten and maybe down fifteen. So it, but it was it was a nice. Uh, it was a nice intellectual, non-emotional moment uh, for me in which I correctly analyzed the social aspects and the fact that people would, would uh, turn on, on the group uh, and, and sell to, before others thought they were gonna sell and uh, the volatility being so high priced that uh, <clears throat> it was really hard to win.
0: Can I I ask about something with similar characteristics? Because digital currency, Bitcoin, I mean, this all ties in together because we've seen Elon Musk make big moves in there. And we've also seen that sort of largely crowd-driven, a lot of retail investors plowing in, thinking that it's the next El Dorado. What are your thoughts on that? Is it something you've bought or would buy? Or is it something you think is going to be a little bit more complicated than that?
1: Well, it is more complicated. (laughs) And, you know, I, I can remember going to the Country club about two years ago uh, or three years ago, and no one knew what it was, and I and I was still you know pretty close to having uh, exited uh, the game so to speak, and so I explained to him, and and, um, you know I'd always tell him, you know this is this is fine, but but for. For Bitcoin or any other digital currency to really have value, that that it has to be um, a medium of exchange, and it, and it has to have a, a relatively stable, uh, relatively stable value. Of which, at the time and now, Bitcoin doesn't. Uh, you, you know, I know Tesla is accepting payment and others are accepting payment and and, and that's the beauty of it uh, you know the, the fact that the supposedly and, and almost practically they can't create any more of it um, it's you know there's still some to be mined but um, you know one 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 day it should have a relatively Uh, at least a stable, um, outstanding amount uh, as to the price and as to whether or not people will use it, which is ultimately, I think, the key, and whether central banks will allow them to use it, governments will allow them to use it because it's a competitive currency. Um, I mean, those are all the big question marks. And so I know I never jumped into that because of all of that. And, And... it you know and frankly i don't know how to jump into it i i know uh you know i know some of the stocks uh riot and um and i just know them by the this by the ticker ticker. So a bit digital uh you know i but i I, and the volatility is high but I, i there's just too many questions i mean like with with GameStop, it you know it was pretty obvious that th- this company was worth five or ten dollars. I you're not really sure uh, because of all those other aspects what uh, what Bitcoin is going to be worth. But I I, I do um, I, I do join others, I guess, in encouraging the success of uh, of Bitcoin because I, I think central banks need a Needed discipline. I and, and gold, which supposedly was the discipline, uh, you know, they ditched in 1971, and and um, and it never was a a currency, so to speak. It was just a a, 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 a yellow rock with a uh, inflationary uh, aspect to it. Um, so I, you know, I'm all behind the movement. I just don't know where, where it's going. And I, you know, three years ago, I, I, I could put together how how many coins could ultimately be created, compared that to uh, uh, Federal Reserve credit and what was they could create, and come up with some astronomical number that uh, d- d- didn't sound like it was possible, but. Um, but it's getting there but I, I encourage the movement but I, I just don't uh, I, I don't know how to I don't know how to No it. that's
0: fair enough I think I'm I'm very much the same I don't I wouldn't know where to start with accessing it it still feels like something from the dark web that would you be used on Silk Road rather than something that's being talked about in boardrooms and practical applications now it still seems like it's making that leap I think you're right though I think having some sort of comp- competition for the central banks something to keep them disciplined is useful because it steps I know we had we're a speaker at one of our events, Professor Richard Werner, who thinks that central bank digital currencies in the future, we're going to end up with some sort of totalitarian control delivered through cryptocurrencies in a way, which is a sort of dystopian view of the, the world ahead. Um, Bill, I've taken up a huge amount of your time. I just had a couple more questions, if that's OK, because I do appreciate you you're relaxing in, in Palm Springs. And I don't want to eat into that too much. So... Uh-huh. Oh, you mentioned that you were still, you're a few years removed from Janice Henderson. Do you, if it's not too much of a question, do you have any regrets about going over to Janice Henderson? Was it a good time to be there? If you could do it again, would you still do it?
1: No, I wouldn't. Um, y- you know, when, when I left PIMCO or PIMCO left me, uh, to be fair, um, uh, what, I was 71 or 72. And, uh, and I still thought of myself as a young man. I still do. I, you know, I work out. I, I don't look in the mirror. I, I don't look as young as I would want to be. But um, I I didn't think it was over for me. And I, I, I always wondered what the hell uh, Pimco was thinking. Uh, you know, we could go into that. But, uh, you know, uh, I, I thought, uh, you know, being an obsessive type of Personality who gets up and goes into work and had for 30 or 40 years, I, I thought, you know, maybe that's what I should keep on doing. And, and uh, so I hooked up with Janice on a, you know, on a uh, unconstrained fund uh, that they had already in existence. And it, you know, it didn't go very well. Um, uh, so from that standpoint, certainly, because it, it you know, uh, Probably tarnished my reputation. I, you know, the, the what could you was... have done
0: differently? Would you have gone somewhere else, or would you have just branched out on your own again somehow?
1: Yeah, I, I should have just jumped into doing what I'm doing now. Uh, because even even at Janus, uh, personally, there were a lot of things they couldn't do because of not only their regulations, but uh, SEC, uh, you know, regulations in terms of shorting this or buying that. Uh, Yeah, I I couldn't do it, and um, and once I left Janice and and started to do this, I go, what the hell was I thinking? Um, I just um, I I think at the time, you you know, when Pimco was firing me, uh, it was such a shock, Uh, and and I had uh, just quickly, I had uh, you know, in the last few weeks of Pimco, I I had told them, I said, just Give me something to something to manage to come into work to to do to keep myself busy. I, you know I yeah. So I found Janice and uh, but I I think I just it's like some type of uh, well it's not like Tom Brady because uh, uh, Brady just won a Super Bowl but it's it's like a lot of the the athletes the great athletes as they end their prime like Willie Mays or. Joe Montana or whatever, uh, yeah. you know, they, they, they should have quit a few years before. And, uh, you know, I guess Peter Lynch did, but I, I always, I was always critical of Peter Lynch because he quit too early. I, you know, I always thought he was, I don't know Peter Lynch, didn't know Peter Lynch, uh, but I, I knew he was very successful and a relatively young man. And I, I always mentally, not in the press, but I, I always, was critical of them Why I was leaving? Uh, why would you go? Um, so I think you can go too early, but you can also go too late. And if I had to do it again, I wouldn't. Uh, I would. I wouldn't do that I'd, because I, you know, there wasn't the investment committee at Pimco. It was basically me and um, and and that uh, that's a negative uh, because you're really not as in touch as you should be and um and maybe that was uh, part of the reason why it wasn't successful i don't know uh but i i wish i hadn't done it with,
0: with that said with keeping your eye on the market as it is are there any bond managers that you see out there that impress you i know you were famously called the bond king throughout your career is there any pretend to that throne is there anyone you think is particularly
1: good well I, I i'm having a senior moment here trying to remember um uh, Maybe I'll pop it up in five or ten seconds. I, you know, I don't think there can be. I mean, the the bond kings these days. You know, it's it's Powell and and the the central bankers. And I always said in my defense, uh, you know, when when Gunlack, uh, got the got the sticker, uh, you know, he was almost yeah. self he he's a self anointed guy. Uh, <laughs> and I did go visit Gunlack as well as. Uh, GNS when I was leaving PIMCO uh for a for a day um but I I always said to myself if if you're going to be the bond king you need a kingdom And, and uh and yeah he's he's got 60 billion or whatever but I had two trillion uh I mean that was a kingdom and and so didn't mean I was necessarily the king there were a lot of people at PIMCO that were responsible for two trillion but but that there's no bond king at sixty billion dollars. Um, th- that's not even a kingdom. And so, uh, and despite, and you know, his performance hasn't been super duper anyway. I think he's probably cashed out. But uh, so I, I don't, I don't think in this day and age with, uh, you know, with algos and computers and uh, committees. You know, committees are the big thing. Uh, you know, it, it's the way the uh, society is is gone, uh, you know, you congratulate everybody, uh, it's more of a team effort, uh, it's got to be diversified, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, I mean, when people get on, uh, I'm amazed when people get on CNBC, uh, uh, th- you know, for the first 30 seconds, it's thank you for having me, and uh, th- that's a great question, and, uh, th- you know, n- none of this that makes any sense to me. Uh, your
0: note on this, I, I wanted to get to the bottom of this, because I think I fall into this quite badly as being a sort of, trying to be a genial host, but you end up sort of congratulating each other for being on their shows.
1: It, exactly, it's like in basketball, uh, where you're shooting free throws, and, and uh, if you miss a free throw, all your teammates come up and slap your hand, it's like... <laughs> doesn't make any sense um and so yes thank you for to ha- thank the producer after the call and say thank you for having me on but but the, the host has got nothing to do with it and and stop saying that's a great question because it gets after a while gets sickening anyway i, I forget what i was what my point was
0: we were moving from having a having a domain as a bond king and then i think so, i oh, slightly changed things
1: yeah um so um i, I I just, the circumstances are different, and um, th- I mean, first of all, bonds are, who, ca- if there was a bond king, who would care? At, you know, at, at 1% interest rates, it's like, you, you know, um, you're the uh, kingdom of uh, Lithuania or whatever, uh, th- uh, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, I I was fortunate enough to have started in the 70s, uh, and then, in the '80s, with interest rates at uh, you know 15 to 20 percent, and and it, I was fortunate enough to outperform the market, but but bonds were pretty competitive with stocks, and so uh, you know people would notice, uh, and, and the you know the term "bond king," which was uh, was really ascribed to me by a, a writer from Fortune magazine in uh, 2003 or four. Uh, and I was I was happy to have it because I, I was a publicity hound, um, but you know that was because bonds were t- making a lot of money for people and people cared. But I, who would care uh, these days? If, you know, you know, with the total return fund for Pimco, so it makes uh, one or two percent. T- it, it might be a, still a kingdom, but the kingdom's not very prosperous. <laughs>
0: Well, on that slightly downbeat note, Bill, I'm going to I'm going to leave you. So, thank you very much for speaking to me. It has been great talking. Enjoy your golf, and it'll be good to catch up again in the future sometime.
1: I've I've, I've enjoyed it. It's uh, you, I when I anticipated this, I thought, well, I'm not even going to be awake, but uh, but I've been pretty awake and uh, yeah, you've been uh, very but,
0: awake, very lively, very livid. So, thank you very much.
1: You're welcome. Have a good day.
0: You too. Thanks, Bill. Take care.